What is up, Ball Squad Nation? We are back with episode 22. I'm Michael, and I'm here sitting with Dalen. What's up, guys? And we got Noah on the other call. What is up? And unfortunately, we do not have Alex this week. He is busy, so hopefully we'll be looking for him next week. He, he so got... We're not gonna have... Yeah, he's in jail. Um, <laughs> we <laughs> we got to go post bail after this. Listen, it, listen uh, let's just say a lot of crazy fans <laughs> heard the podcast last week and they did not like what Alex was saying. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, he, he's out of commission for a week. Yeah, we, we, he's in jail, but we also are going to ban him anyways for, for just the week. <laughs> um, but, you know, I'm happy to, to be able to still do it with Michael and Dalen. We're running the threes today. So, yeah, so today we wanted to discuss some NBA news that's going on, and then go into our preseason awards, kind of, for the upcoming season. So we're just picking our picks for MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, Rookie of the Year, Sixth Man of the Year, Coach of the Year, and Most Improved Player. So we're going to be picking those awards out, but first we want to discuss some news around the NBA that's going on. First, obviously, the very big one is Kyrie Irving. So the Nets just announced that Kyrie Irving will not be a part-time player for them. If he doesn't get vaccinated, he pretty much has to either get vaccinated or sit out for the year. So that's kind of interesting news and kind of a big deal because, you know, obviously the Nets are missing one of their big three. And they pretty much cited that, oh, it's because of, you know, team chemistry. Obviously, and I don't, I personally don't blame them at all for making this choice because having a player, especially one as significant as Kyrie, coming in and out is just not going to work. It's just like, Playing with him and then without him and the team having to adjust for that, it's just not really something that's feasible. Yeah, I, I 100% agree with you, Mike. And I, I think from a basketball perspective that the Nets made the right choice. Um, I'm not going to get too into the politics of everything, but strictly from a basketball point of view, it's really tough to have a part-time player, like you said. And, and it's going to frustrate the rest of the team. You know, KD's going to be frustrated that he's practicing every single day going to every single game, he's doing all this, James Harden as well, um, and the rest of the team are just going to, it's very frustrating to see, and, and a guy, especially a guy who's supposed to be your leader and supposed to, um, he was a star caliber player. Is like he, he supposed is. to be their leader though? He's supposed to be he's a leader. Be a, a, yeah, a leader. okay, that's fair. Okay, he's supposed to be a leader. Like, Katie's the leader. Yeah, Katie's the leader. I, 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 I like got you, I know A big saying. part yeah, of the yeah, yeah, team, yeah. yeah. He's a big part of the soul of the team. Also, apparently, uh, KD and Harden haven't even talked to Kyrie. Yeah, I heard about that too. Weeks, which is kind of crazy. You know, you got LeBron and AD and Westbrook going to see movies together and just, <laughs> just vibing. But then, you know, you got these guys. Just not not good chemistry. So. Yeah, yeah, Michael, you just got to make the... Yeah, no, <laughs> I... Yeah. Um, I, I think I think it, it's good that the Nets, you know, aren't, aren't letting him be a part-time player. It, it doesn't make sense. Um, but I also don't see Kyrie giving in just because they're you know taking him out for the season. Um, he's pretty much said he's he's fine with his choice. Um, yeah. And he he also said he isn't retiring, so it sounds like yeah. he's just gonna yeah. take the year off. That's what I was wondering: is what what are they gonna do? Are they gonna look into trading him? Or are they gonna look into just letting him? He, he's take like untradeable at this point. I think. You think he, because you just never know what he's gonna do. That's true. Like he might refuse, even if he like, let's say he gets traded to another team that doesn't have those restrictions or that city doesn't have those restrictions. 
he still might not want to play for that team. Yeah. And he'll he'll just like say, you know, I'm gonna retire, I'm just not gonna play anymore. And and he'd be fine so with that because risky. he's already not getting paid. So it's not like yeah, it's yeah, not exactly. like he if he gets traded to a team he doesn't want to play for, it's not like he's gonna be missing out on any money anyways, like Exactly. He had like intended to do this already. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um but the next news um is are we gonna talk about Zion, right? Oh, I was gonna mention Ben Simmons. Do we want to do Ben? Z- yeah. Well, okay, we'll do Ben Simmons first. Okay. Simmons? Okay. So I was just gonna say Ben Simmons. He's at practice with Philly. He's he's showed up and reported in. It's just kind of an interesting situation because, I mean, honestly, if I was Philly, I wouldn't want him to show up. But they do want yeah. him there because you know, obviously, they they still they still believe it's gonna work with Ben, or they can try to make it work with Ben. I don't really blame them for making that decision, but I also think that they really should have traded him like a couple months ago. I yeah, I honestly agree that they should have been trade. He should have been traded a, a while ago because I feel like we all knew that this, something like this was going to happen. Maybe we didn't know that he was going to sit out, but he was definitely going to be a problematic player within the team. And he finally just kind of gave into you know showing up to practice, he was losing too much money. I think he had, like, what, $8 million in <laughs> fines already? Yeah, something like and that. It's like Which isn't season, that much for him, but that's still kind I mean, of a season lot. season hasn't even started, and he already had $8 million in fines. Yeah. Like, that's kind of crazy. So, Here's my um, thing. I I think that that there's he's still going to get traded, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, I think the... I think it's kind of a, a good, like, move by the 76ers to, to have a report... Um, and honestly, they might have talked to him about this because, you know, he wants to get traded. They, I wouldn't want him there. But teams see that the 76ers are desperate, so they're obviously not giving a very good offer, right? But if, yeah. but if they see, like, okay, Ben Simmons is reporting, he has intention to play, you know, maybe... The, it raises value. Exactly, yeah. exactly. The, then the 76ers true. don't seem as desperate, and then both parties can get what they want. Right, because the 76ers aren't just going to give in and, and trade him for nothing, and Ben Simmons wants to get out of there. So I could see this as just a way to help Ben Simmons get out of there, and the 76ers yeah. still get something, you know? Yeah, yeah. I agree. Because um, yeah, there's, no, there's no way they make it work. I, I see, like, no it's possibility just too, where it's just like and, It's just a broken road. Yeah, because, I mean, he, he literally said, like, he said, he, I don't want to play with Embiid. Mm-hmm. You know, he publicly said, you, you can't have your star player be just, like, disrespected like I mean, that. Did you already have Jim Mead come out, Danny Green come out. Yeah. I mean, apparently there are rumors about Doc Rivers, like, yelling at Ben Simmons and stuff like that. I would in, do in, uh, you know, in his house and stuff. So, it's just, it's just a mess. I, I do think that all these guys I just named are professional enough to, like, if Ben Simmons came up and was like, all right, let's make it work, they would probably be like, all right, let's yeah. do it. It would take some work. I just don't see Ben Simmons doing that. Yeah, I no, think he's just too no. wrong. Yeah. yeah. I agree. And honestly, I don't blame him. It, I, I honestly probably, if I were in his position, I would want to leave as well. The city kind of disrespected really? him. Yeah, I mean, maybe like, you really? wouldn't want to leave, but I, he's kind of... The city is definitely I disrespected like, I like him. I feel like it's... I feel like it's self-inflicted, though. I feel like it's a bit self-inflicted. Yeah, of course. But but at yeah, the same so. time, like they, they start burning his jerseys. and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. It's, it's over. I, I, I do think, think, though, like there's a lot of crazy fans out there. And I, I think if Ben Simmons, you know, just played better in the play, even if he didn't play better in the playoffs, I think Philly fans are more mad about the way he acted afterwards, not necessarily his play. Like, 
there, there's always going to be people mad about your play, mm -hmm. but I think just the way he reacted afterwards and, like, you know, all these, like, crazy reports about him not wanting to play and just yeah. things like that, I think that didn't resonate well with Philly's yeah. fans. That's the, what, the drama of the situation on yeah. the whole. Exactly. That's, exactly. that's fair. It's too much. All right. But, so let's move on to... Oh, did you yeah, but I was going to say, that? yeah, let's talk about Zion okay. real quick. All right. Yeah, let's move on yeah. to Zion. He apparently has a broken foot. And he's gonna be. Actually, I don't think it was confirmed a broken foot. Yeah, I, I think it's just a foot injury. Yeah, it, it, it is a be... broken foot. It is. Oh, it is. Okay. It is. Well, it was. It was confirmed broken foot over the summer, and then now they're right. They're just calling it like the foot injury, but because I because I don't okay. think it's still broken, right? But no, I'm but not. originally it was a broken foot, and he's getting reevaluated in two weeks, um, which is past the season opener. But um, one thing is, have you seen Zion lately? Yeah. The boy is big. Yeah, he is, he's uh, big, and and honestly, you can't even blame him. Like a broken foot, I'm sure he's not getting much exercise in. Yeah. I heard he was getting some pool like um, conditioning in, so it's like you know less yeah. weight on his foot. Yeah. But at the like he he's overweight, out of shape. He's not gonna be ready, even if. Even if they said today that he could, he was cleared to play, he would not be ready for at least like another month, just because he is not. Well, usually, yeah. usually when you have these, yeah, like these uh, long-term injuries, they usually don't. You're not ready to go until yeah. like a couple of weeks after you recover from the injury because mm -hmm. of the condition. And they're going to want to slow. And as a team, like with the team's best interest in mind, they're going to want to slowly like reassemble him within to the team and into back into playing. They don't. They're not going to throw him in the fire. Yeah. They, um, the guy who has so much value and that they put so much into. Yeah. And plus, you know, he, he is, I hate, I don't like calling people injury prone, but I just think with all the stuff he does and his size, I agree. it's just really easy to, yeah. to for him to get re -injured. I agree. And yeah. that, that's something as well is he's one of those players that is just, he's going to battle with injuries and I, it, it's tough. It's yeah. tough, but, but yeah, he, he has proven cause like we haven't seen a full, Season of Zion yet, and yeah, yeah he missed he missed eleven games last year, which isn't terrible. It's not terrible, no. Was it only eleven? Like yeah, he only he yeah. only missed like ten or eleven games. Okay, then I guess the that that's pretty solid then. But... For Zion, yeah, yeah, I think the problem for Zion too is a lot of his game just depends on him, you know, his athleticism, his like big body, and just kind of get in there and doing his thing. So having the constant injury, it's not like you know you're. Uh, I mean, he's a talented guy, obviously, but, like, not, like, in pure skill of, like, being able to shoot, being able to dribble, being yeah. able to play. he relies on his athleticism. He relies on his athleticism a lot. Yeah, it's like, he has skill, obviously. He wouldn't be an NBA player if he didn't. Mm -hmm. But um, it's just something that's going to be tough for him in his development as the years go on and if, if how long he's going to be able to be in the league. Yeah. Because so that's going to be something yeah. we have to wait and see for. Sure. Um, so I did make some big diet changes or uh, <laughs> physical change. Sorry, not to cut you off, Noah. <laughs> no, no, but like at the same time, he did make those diet changes and like slimmed down. He, re like, he uses his body so much, and that's what makes him so yeah. dominant. It's like kind of like Shaq, you know. Like if Shaq got super skinny, yeah, I mean, Shaq, uh, he wouldn't be the yeah. same, same player. Yeah. But um, I did have, if we're done with Zion, I did have one other piece of news that I wanted to bring up. Um, yeah. Clay Thompson, he just got cleared to be like in full practice again, um, oh, yeah. and they said that he should be back uh, in like a month or so. I think they 
they're saying by December, um, they plan to have him back playing games again, which that's really exciting for the Warriors. Yeah. I, I definitely do miss Clay. Yeah. Even though I don't miss the Warriors being like, <laughs> this dominant team. But I don't I also don't think they'll just magically go back to that like a lot of people think they will. Yeah, no, I don't think they will either. Clay would two years be an out. He's probably still a great shooter. Yeah. But he's probably not the defender he wants. I mean to watch. two yeah, two years being out and coming off two like ACL tough uh, the it was ACL and Achilles, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, those are like those aren't easy injuries to come um back from. And then like we've seen a lot of different players like who had those injuries. Most of them don't come back. Obviously, Kevin Durant came back, but he had a big window to come K- back. KD is KD. KD yeah. is KD, and he and he had like a very big window to come back. He had a lot more time to rest because of, because of the whole COVID situation and not playing in the bubble. So I feel like everybody I feel like is rooting for Clay Thompson. We all love him. He's a great guy. He's an amazing player. So I'm I'm glad to see him come back, and I hope um, he can come back strong and not have any more injuries or more, any more problems. I, that's just something, as a like NBA fan, as someone who just loves basketball, you just don't want to see players hindered by just injuries. Like, that's that. it's just so, so sad to see. So hopefully we can see him come back and yeah. wishing him luck. Oh, for sure, bro. Yeah. All right, so that's all the news we have for today. We're going to transition now into our – early picks for the NBA rewards. So just to uh, remind our audience, we're going to be going over MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, Rookie of the Year, Sixth Man of the Year, Coach of the Year, and Most Improved Player. So right now we'll just start off with MVP. Noah, who do you got? Okay. Um, I have Luka Doncic. Okay. And I... It, it was honestly kind of tough because... I think Kevin Durant's probably the best player in the NBA. I think Giannis is going to be in the conversation as well. Um, LeBron, you know, is always going to be in there, but, I mean, he's kind of old. Uh, with with KD, I don't think he'll be in the conversation as much. Um, but, and then Giannis has just been winning them so much. that That's why I'm giving it to Luka. Um, I think Luka's going to be a 30-point game per game score this year for the Mavs. Um, I do see the Mavs finishing. The, the The biggest question mark is where the Mavs finish in the in the seeding for me. Uh, but I think if the Mavs can finish in the top three or four, um, that he's going to he's gonna be. I think he would win MVP if they finish three or four in the West. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What do you got? That, that leads me to mine because I also had Luka Doncic. Okay, okay. Um, for a lot of the similar reasons that you had, I think Giannis is obviously gonna is obviously a great player and he's gonna be in the conversation. But he does have a little bit of voter fatigue. I feel like you know, um, coming off of two uh, MVPs not that long ago. Well, uh, back so, to back. Well, back to back MVPs, but then like a, a break and then now coming back. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I feel like yeah, I yeah. So um, I think th- that's still fresh in everybody's mind. So because really the season was like one year ago that he won MVP because mm-hmm, yeah. he just crammed the whole season into less than a year. But um, so I think that photo fatigue might kind of hit Giannis, even though he he will probably put up an MVP MVP caliber season. Um, I don't see him doing that. And the thing with like players like um Kevin Durant, LeBron, uh, when you're on a team that has like so much superstar power. It's hard for me to say that you can win MVP. Obviously you can, but like 
You know, Le- Le- when LeBron has Anthony Davis and um, Russell Westbrook and just a lot of good role players um, in a very good system, it's hard to, like, just give LeBron the standout MVP. Obviously, he's leading the team and he's yeah. doing great things, but well, yeah. it's tough to give him a standout MVP in a situation like that. He, to me, at least. Yeah, I, I, I agree. It's tough for me to do. I agree, but he has done it before in... Uh, he's done it, yeah, he's done it before. In Miami. But it was also, yeah. you know, it was Miami, so he was young. Yeah, it was a Miami LeBron. Also, yeah. to be fair, that the year the Lakers won the championship, I think LeBron was going to win MVP if the season didn't stop. Because at that point, he had just beaten, I mean, the Lakers had just beaten mm-hmm. the Bucks and the Clippers like back to back. I don't know if that. you guys remember that I weekend remember that very during well. the regular season. And he was, he outscored like Giannis, Kawhi, and Paul Jordan like one week. Yeah, I remember and, that. Yeah, and Giannis just got hurt. I think he was going to miss a couple weeks. I think LeBron probably would have ended up running away with MVP, even while playing with AD. He was my MVP pick for that season as well. I do agree with your argument, though. When I when I came up with my list, I did I purposely excluded the Lakers, Nets, Jazz, and Suns. And those four teams specifically, because I feel like they're all kind of... Well, the Lakers and Nets, they just have a lot of star power. The Suns and the Jazz, I feel like they're just a system. So it's really yeah. hard for players to stand out. Like, I was thinking about putting Devin Booker in there, but I'm like, I don't know. Just because Devin Booker doesn't need to take over the Suns like crazy, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. because he's yeah. got – the Suns are really talented. He's not going to really, be the guy night in and night out. Yeah, yeah which is – like, he's still – he doesn't need to. Devin right? Booker's that dude. He just doesn't yeah, need to be exactly. that guy every night. And I feel like if you're winning MVP, you usually need to, like – have to have to score yeah. have to like do mm-hmm. things for your team. So going off of that, I actually picked Joel Embiid for my pick. I thought I and thought that was I I thought someone would pick Joel Embiid. He was my sleeper pick. Yeah, I feel like I I was so I was in between Embiid and Giannis. I'll be honest. I ended up going with Embiid just because the Sixers seem like they're having a lot of trouble this year, and I think narratively he will have a pretty strong narrative. Yeah. If he continues playing like he did last year and doesn't have any major injuries, I think he should be good to go because, I mean, we all remember he was the favorite yeah. definitely last year, like after the first half, and then he went down with that injury for like, I don't know, it wasn't even that long. It was like a month. No, it wasn't it was even a month. I, I think it was like two or three weeks. Really? Okay. Yeah. I, I, I think it was expected to be long. I think that yeah. was the thing, but he came back like a lot so, you know, sooner than everyone thought. So, Michael, I, I, I did think of Embiid. Um, only thing that worries me about him is the seeding. Yeah, that's a good because point. Because I don't see them finishing top five in the East really? with, without Ben Simmons. Without Ben Simmons. Um, cause, I could see that. Yeah, just I, I think the East is going to be good this year. Um, not to mention like, with you know, I feel like people the Ben Simmons hate has gone like really far. Yeah, Ben Simmons is still a good player. Yeah, like he's yeah. still a player yeah. that contributes to the regular season. Yes, and stuff. for sure. I I kind of see your with point. with Ben Simmons. I'd say the Seventy Sixers are top three, top four team in the East. Um, it's you know the Bucks, Nets, and then probably them still. Um, you yeah. could put you know. But without without Ben Simmons, you know, some other teams pop up like the Hawks, the Celtics, the Celtics, Miami, 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 Miami Chicago. Yeah. Chicago got really good this offseason. So like That's so like season, yeah. like they dropped. That was six or seven teams, six 
six or seven teams that we just named. So, you know, yeah. and they'll beat out a couple of those teams. But that's that was my thing with, with Embiid, is just seeding. Um, I think, yeah, I think that's without Ben Simmons, he's going to, you know, have a lot more shots. You know, he's going to be the man, right? He already was, but, you know, there's less star power, so he's going to shine more. But yeah, um, but it's kind of like also it's kind of like a Bradley Beal thing though too. It's like Bradley Beal puts yeah. up insane numbers every year, but he's yeah, never in MVP conversations true. because he's on a bad team. Yeah, Same. I think that's a perfect uh, connection. Yeah, yeah, I think it's really good. Um, but yeah, I that was that was my only thing with that. I think it depends. It depends on like if they get anything back for Ben Simmons. If they get anything good, they could still be a team. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, oh, definitely. So. It, it's possible, but I do think, at the very least, Embiid will be playing at an MVP level. He's definitely motivated, mm-hmm. and you know, last year he looked unstoppable. I don't think, I don't think anyone in the league could stop Embiid. Maybe Anthony Davis, but even then, Embiid has been known to do well against Anthony. Davis. Yeah, so I don't think anyone. Could it's because Anthony Davis is a little soft against him. Not gonna lie, I can't. Let's be honest. Embiid bodies. He's people. not as strong. Embiid yeah, bodies. Strong people. As, and, yeah, Embiid definitely takes advantage. And AD, AD's like his strength. That's not. He's not really like necessarily a strong guy. He's more of a finesse. Yeah, he is. Definitely. So, so I could, I could see that. Could but, anyways, um, move on to our defensive player of the year. Yeah, let's do it. And that's actually a perfect transition because I got Anthony Davis as my defensive player of the year. All right, Yikes. he's due. All right, he's due. Look, he he had a good argument to win it the year the Lakers won the finals, but Giannis won it. Last year, he was hurt most of the time. I think this is going to be the year, assuming he's healthy, where he really stands out as a defender, especially because the Lakers have lost a lot of good defenders this offseason. Alex Caruso, KCP, these guys were like, you know, pretty good role defenders. And I think the Lakers have... They've kind of downgraded in defense in terms of personnel. I think their defense will still be good because Frank Vogel has a really good system, but I think AD is also going to have to do more. I think that's really going to show. And, you know, he's just been an anchor on defense for the past few years. And I think just him combined with Vogel's system is going to be, you know, one of the better defenses in the league. And I think it's just about time AD gets, you know, some recognition for his defense because he's, he's really been great at it. And I do think, you know, he can he can be the best defender in the league on any given. Yeah, that's good. Uh, I was I'll go that'll go into mine. I was a little torn between two options. One of them was Anthony Davis. Other one was uh, Bam Adebayo. Okay. Because I do think that he have a very good defensive team, and I think that with Bam being able to um, rip protect and doing the defense that he does. Just like the statistics, statistically as a whole, they're going to be, you know, holding people down quite a bit. So I think that that would look very good for Bam as he's kind of like the main defensive yeah, anchor. Yeah, he's definitely the anchor point there. Yeah. So I could, I, I could see that happening for Bam. But then I'll, but then from like a flip side of a, like a narrative kind of side, then people will say like, well, they have, you know, a lot of defensive uh, players. So, of course, like they're going to, he's going to be able to statistically be good on defense. So. Yeah. I but we'll but like a, a defensive player is well a defense in my opinion a defensive player of the year is always on um is always on a good defensive team yeah yeah so that's true like that's usually true too but 
Yeah, so uh, I think as much as I, I, I think Anthony Davis is, is would be a great pick, I think I, I um, was leaning towards Bam Adebayo, so I think I'm just going to roll with my guy Bam, but Anthony Davis is still up there for sure because he was yeah. the one I was debating about. But um, I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna go with Bam for. I definitely like Bam. I thought about picking him as well, but I just think AD he he's better at guarding like the perimeter and stuff like that. Like yeah. Bam is definitely a great rim protector, but I think AD can guard. He's a little more flexible with his guards. He yeah. can guard perimeter. He's a good rim protector, etc. Yeah. So I think. Sorry. Yeah, I'm just gonna this give my a... pick. Yeah, go oh, you're gonna give your pick. It's the same as you, Dalen. Bam, out of my Okay, sweet, perfect. <laughs> okay, that's okay. what we like to see. Yeah. But what, what were you saying? I was gonna say I think uh, Bam can play really good off-ball defense because he knows how to position himself to put to put pressure on um, the offense when they're guarding them. Mm-hmm. He can uh, get in position to make blocks. He can kind of. He might not be great on ball defense, but he doesn't really have to play on ball defense. Very yeah, much. and he's no. got a good team to surround him. He's got a good team. Yeah, he's never going to have to play on ball he's, defense. So. He's a player that can play one through five, or guard one through five, I mean, not play one through five. He can guard. Really? Okay. Yeah, he can guard one through five. Um, and so that's why I have him as my defensive player of the year. I don't really have much to add, so I will say my sleeper pick just for fun. Miles Turner. Okay. okay. I think okay. Miles Turner is due for it. the dude was averaging like two, yeah, I think two blocks last season. But for like a while, he was averaging like three or four. So like, mm-hmm. it, it's insane. He he's very very good defensively. Um, he gets in foul trouble quite a bit, but I think uh, I think Miles Turner could make a good case this year for Defensive Player of the Year. Um. But yeah, that that was my opinion on that. And yeah. I, I have to say, there's always still a chance that you know Rudy Gobert wants it again. Of course, yeah, yeah it would be. Well, Rudy is always. Gonna Ru- I just feel Rudy like really we not mention again. Rudy and Giannis are always. Gonna yeah, be Giannis. Giannis the yeah, we're not we're not disrespecting any of those great defensive players. Yeah. We're just giving who we think will. Yeah, I agree. Right. And yeah. and honestly, Giannis or or Gobert could could run away with it at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. No, totally. So. I like that Miles Turner pick though. That was a good. Yeah. I, I like it as a, I like it as a sleeper. Yeah, sure. it's just like just it will, don't don't be surprised if that happens. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> I won't be surprised. Yeah, it's just if we have to see if his strong defense turn makes impactful like team value. I mean, they also have T.J. McConnell, who is very very good defensively as well. He was averaging um, nearly two steals last season. So like they have a good defensive team. Sabonis isn't too bad on defense either. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon, I mean, like they they have a good defense. Um, Karis LeVert, but yeah, we'll see yeah. we'll see how they do. But anyways, um, what are we doing? Rookie of the year now? Yeah, we'll do rookie of the year now. Dale, who do you got? Uh, for rookie of the year, I have Jalen Green. Okay, okay. So that Jaylen is. Green, he's like. I feel like I feel like Jalen Green is. I mean, I'll let you. I'll let you explain it. But I feel like everyone's picking Jalen Green right now. Do you have Jalen Green? I don't. And you don't? Okay, okay, okay. Okay, I'll, I'll just get put on say I have Jalen Green. Yeah, I feel. I feel like. I feel like people are sleeping. I have Cade. Cade Cunningham. Cade. I think it's respectable. And and I feel like here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm. I'm just gonna say it. People are saying Jalen Green because he was the number two pick. 
and he came out with saying like, oh, Detroit made a mistake, oh, this and that, like, and trust me, he's looked good, he's looked good, mm-hmm. but people are forgetting Cade is the man, there's a reason Cade was the number one overall pick, like, the dude can play, and I think he's gonna be the focal point in, uh, in Detroit, I know Dalen was giving his pick, and now I'm just giving my pick. But yeah, um, no, but, bit, but yeah, so. Cade Cade's gonna be pretty much the number one option in Detroit. Um, the only other player that might take touches from him is um, Jeremy Grant. But I think you know they drafted Cade. He's gonna be taking most of the shots. You know, all that. Whereas in in Houston, I feel like Jalen Green is still gonna be shadowed a little bit by um, Kevin Porter Kevin Porter Jr. Um, and then they also have like Christian Wood, like they have some other pieces that are good, John Wall. John Wall. Yeah, yeah. So they have some other pieces that are still going to take touches from him. I think he'll probably be the number one scorer on the team, maybe, probably, but probably even not. I, I, I don't know. I think, I think Jalen Green has a lot of hype right now and people are just sleeping on Cade Cunningham, which is weird to say because he was the number one overall pick, but. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. And the reason I chose Jalen Green, because I thought of Kate Cunningham, I thought of a couple of other people. The reason I chose Jalen Green, I feel like he's the most NBA-ready right now. Because mm. he played in the G League. He did very well in the G League. Um, he has kind of a maturity to him because he went a route that most people don't haven't gone through, and he kind of trailblazed that route. I think he's in a very good position with Houston. Obviously, um, he has a lot of people who might take touches away from them, but he also has a lot of people who might um, be able to mentor him and help him uh, get to be a better superstar player. So I think he has a lot of upside. I think Cade uh, uh, Kate Cunningham will be a great player for the Pistons, but I think um, Jalen Green will just have that like superstar, like not like a superstar, um, but like that kind of... Um, Opportunities yeah, just like that presence yeah. that like That's fair. a lot of players don't have. Kind of like how Lamelo Ball last year, he um, like uh, Anthony Edwards was a great player, but I think Lamelo Ball just had that presence that like not uh, other the players from that draft class didn't have. You know that's I mean? that's yeah, fair. Uh, I actually like picked Jalen Green for a lot of the same reasons. I think he's just in a better situation. I didn't want it as like a slight to Cade. But I think Jalen Green's in a better situation because he's got like good veteran presence. And Steven Silas, I think, is a really good coach, really underrated coach. And, you know, I think he's got a good system. And I think overall, like, I'm not saying the Rockets are on their way to, like, a playoff berth or anything no. crazy like that. But I do think that they have a – like, he has a better opportunity there to kind of show out in his rookie mm-hmm. year uh, just with his veteran presence and really good coaching and, and overall things like that. So – no disrespect to Kate, obviously. I just think the situation is better. Yeah, that's that's Good fair. I think um, a good sleeper pick is Evan Mobley. I think mm-hmm. Evan Mobley it can do really really well. Um, but yeah, th- this is a good. This is going to be a good rookie class. I have a feeling. Yeah, this is a really oh. good rookie class. I like this rookie class a lot. Yeah, let's hope so. Boys. Uh, it's going to be exciting. I hope it's close race. But I think that the yeah. two favorites are definitely um, Cade and Jalen Green as of now. I mean, going yeah. into the season, we haven't seen anything, but... Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just the hype. The, the hype, yeah. All right, so let's get into our sixth man of the year pick. Uh, Noah, who do you got? Uh, who do I have? <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. 
I put I have Jordan Poole. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah, a name we haven't heard before in the six man conversation. Honestly, I'm kind of getting bored of the normal six man. Um, <laughs> it's just it's like it feels like it's the same people every year. But Jordan Poole has looked real nice. He you can tell he's confident. Uh, he. I, I don't know. I just I th- I think it's more like the confidence, kind of like a Jordan Clarkson type thing. Like when he comes, well, actually, it's not Jordan Clarkson. I take that back. It's it's different because he was a lot of the scoring for the Jazz. Obviously, Jordan Poole's not going to be a lot of the scoring for the for the Warriors. Yeah. And and Clarkson had a crazy green light. I don't think that Jordan Poole will have. No, he's kind of, he's not. Like just shoot. You're you're right. You're right. Um, because they have two other guys that have the green light. Yeah. But I I think Jordan Poole is is gonna win rook or uh, not rookie of the year, um sixth man of the year, um, I mean there's not much to back my argument except that I just think he's gonna he's just gonna have a good improvement this year. Um, he's looked really yeah. good in the preseason. Um, okay. So, yeah. I like that pick. It's unique. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, okay. I'll go. Okay. All right. I got. I got an interesting one. Patty Mills, all right, on the Nets. That's not kind of, a bad Kind of a random pick. I think he's a but little I too do old. Think, yeah, he is a little bit. I mean, but old guys have won it before. Like, Lou Williams just won it a couple years ago. And it's not like he's young. That's, that's so I And I think, actually, older people win it a lot more just because, you know, when you have kind of like a starter player go to the bench and be the sixth man, they usually thrive pretty well. I think Patty Mills is a good pick because he – like, on the Spurs, he's been doing pretty well. And I think he's going to be a really good presence for the Nets, especially now if you consider that Kyrie is probably going to miss the season. You know, Patty Mills is definitely going to be able to make up a lot of that production, especially off the bench. You know, you're going to want rest for James Harden, KD. I think Patty Mills is kind of the perfect guy to just be like, all right, you run the offense, uh, you know, just get us some shots, that kind of thing. Will he not start then? Do you think Patty Mills will start though? I don't. Well, actually, now I don't know because if Kyrie's not playing, then yeah, that's Patty enough. Mills will probably. I, did, I didn't play. pick Patty Mills just because I thought that he was going to start. If, if I assume he wasn't going to start, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I honestly I didn't think of him at all, but if. But that, if that's Kyrie a good point. Played, that's a, I, I think I would probably yeah. pick Patty Mills. Okay. But I feel okay. like he's probably going to. Uh, start. I, I would imagine. Would yeah, start. I don't know who else would. I don't, I don't really know. Who I guess was, let, let's say he doesn't start. He's my pick. Okay. But there, there's a non-zero chance that Patty Mills does start. Yeah. So in that case, I would probably just stick with Jordan Clarkson. I know that's kind of boring, but you know, I, I he had a really good season last year. I just don't see how he's not on pace to have a similar season. Yeah, that was goes into my pick, also the boring pick, I guess. <laughs> uh, now, but I, sorry, I chose, no. sorry, no. no. It's I mean, <laughs> sorry, if that's your not. if that's your pick, that's your pick. I just I don't think I don't think that <clears throat> he's gonna have the same type of year that he did last year. Yeah, I think I uh, I think he's gonna I don't think he's gonna have maybe the same type of year, but I think he's gonna have a similar type of year. I chose Jordan Clarkson uh, because I didn't say that, but uh, yeah, uh, I think he's gonna he did really well last year. He's on a good team, he's on a team like Michael said earlier. That's a system team, so he's gonna if when he gets in, he's in a system that will help him look good, and he he's gonna be able to do good things for the Jazz. Um, yeah, so I think 
uh, with him just continuing the play that he's been doing so far, uh, and really just I can't think of anyone else who might shine as well as I mean obviously we're very early in the season you never really know until you know yeah um there there are some other great well, last year we didn't know it would be Jordan Clark. exactly exactly yeah. so so um yeah that's why I'm picking Jordan I think Poole. Poole. Yeah. <laughs> the the hard part about six men of the year is it has to be like the perfect situation. You yeah. know what I mean? Like like there's a lot of players who could probably be six man of the year, but it's gotta be a team that relies on the bench a lot. It's gotta be a team that, you know, just kinda has a player who's not good enough to start but is good enough to, you know, take off with, you know, the bench unit and things like that. So it it's definitely I feel like with six man of the year there's usually only one or two candidates, sometimes three. That could be it, just because you know. Yeah, and I feel like it, it's there's just such specific criteria. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I feel like it still has to be on a good team. Like, yeah, usually the six man of the year yeah. it's on a winning team, right? Some team that's doing really well. You never hear like six man, um, you know, from the the Timberwolves <laughs> or something, because like they they are they're coming in and and giving good production. To winning basketball. Because on a bad team, the sixth man of the year would probably be starting. Yeah, you know what that's I mean? true. Like, that's what, like, if Jordan Clarkson was on the Wolves last year, sorry, Wolves, I didn't mean to, like, straight, like, send a straight. <laughs> but, like, he'd probably be starting, yeah. you know what I mean? Just yeah. because they, they, they need that, you know, they just, spark. They need that spark. Exactly. I mean, I don't, I don't know if he actually would be starting, because Anthony Edwards, I mean, yeah, I guess the Wolves are example. But but, but you get we but get the point we get talking. the point yeah. yeah um here's the thing though I I think because of that um I don't think the Utah Jazz are gonna be a top team in the West um which now that I say it kind of sounds disrespectful since they won the West last year <laughs> how, how yeah, where would you <laughs> well, where do you think the they're gonna end up well they <laughs> finished the first seed they were first they were first they, were first. they didn't yeah. win the West. Yeah, you're right. That's the Suns won the West. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, but you know what I mean. They they finished yeah. top of the West in the regular season. Uh, but this year, I, I see them falling down to the sixth seed, seventh seed. Okay. Um, Let's do because here's the uh, thing. I kind of see that because the the Jazz did have like a fantastic shooting season. That's gonna be really hard to replicate. I think. Yeah. So. And you know, yeah. and like the Nuggets are gonna do. <clears throat> the Nuggets are going to be good again this year. The Lakers are going to finish above them again this year. Well, not again, but like this year. Um, I see OKC doing better than. I'm just kidding. But but you, oh, I, I I do see them being like a six or seven seed, um, which I don't think would okay. warrant um, Jordan Clarkson being sixth man of the year. But that's my opinion. Okay. We'll see. I, I do think the Jazz are still gonna be a top yeah. team, but I feel like I, I feel like. But I do you think the Warriors will be a better than team than them? I, I, I don't know. I don't think you don't so. Think the, I don't think, think the Warriors will finish ahead of them. Really? I I think the right. Jazz are still a good team. At least yeah. at least in the regular season. Really? Yeah, okay. Regular season. I think regular maybe season I'm seeding. Maybe I'm sleeping on them too much. I don't know. I. <laughs> I think you're sleeping on them. Look, they're definitely right now. Jazz stock is pretty low because of their playoff performance. I mean, they were up two zero on the Clippers. You know what I mean? Like they they had every opportunity to close it out and they didn't, but you know I I do think they're still going to be a, a top team in the West just because they just have a great system a great yeah. offense and just Quinn Snyder's that guy. Enough. 
Yeah, yeah, Quinn Snyder's that guy. I mean, yeah. when it comes when it comes to like just coaching and a system and things like that, I think the Jazz are still going to be a pretty good team. All right. They're not going to be contenders. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? No. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think they're going to be. Honestly, awesome. I might have just signed like my my death death wish because I forgot that I live in Utah. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that, Noah. Yeah. It's all right, bro. See, that's why I always show love to the Suns because I love. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just so much hate. All right, let's. All right, so let's move on mm. to our coach of the year uh, picks. So, Dalen, who do you have? I was a little torn on this, uh, and it was really tough because I wanted to pick my guy Monty Williams really bad, but I didn't think I could do it, and okay. I'm gonna go with Eric Spolstra. Okay. My boy, so did I. So yeah, I don't think that there's really a coach out there that could take it from Eric Spolstra besides, you know, like the top guys like um, Steve Nash, uh, Frank Vogel, Mike Budenholzer, right? But the other guy who I think could maybe compete for it is um, Coach Malone out in Denver, just because I think they're going to be a much better team this year. Um, But I, I think it's Eric Spolstra's award. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. Like I said, I I said I, I got Eric Spolstra. Um, like you said, I I don't think he had a lot of competition. I mean, he obviously has competition. Um, besides, like the uh, within the prototypical candidates that we usually have, but um, I think that with the big changes that the, he were able to make, I think they're just kind of kind of burst through the gate. And when you can when you do that as the head coaching voting goes, if you burst through the gate and you have a really strong season and you have a lot of personality on your team. I think that kind of just bodes well for um, coach of the year voting. Yeah, and I could see that. Uh, and I could see Eric Spolstra. He and I think he, Eric Spolstra. I've always thought it was a really good coach. Um, and I think he he took obviously the heat to the finals not that long ago. Uh, he he can he gets his team ready to face things that uh face challenges that are going to be tough. And I see the I think the heat. I already said when our last uh, podcast said I have Heat as top five. Yeah. So I think the Heat are going to have a great season. So I, I see Eric Spolstra is going to win Coach of the Year. I really wanted to pick Monty, but I think Monty had a really great season last year. I think he should have won it last year. I still Same. definitely think he would have should have won it last year. But um, I just don't. I think now it's kind of expected almost. Yeah. Um. So I think. Eric Spolstra's in a really good position to just go burst through the gates and just go win it. So that's why I have Eric Spolstra as my pick. So I thought about, I almost picked Monty as well. Although I think my, my reason I didn't pick him is because last year should have been the year he won. Yeah, that's, I, I like, agree. It, it just didn't, wouldn't make sense to give it to him this year because we already know the Suns are good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought about Spolstra as well just because, you know, he's, he's pretty strong. He has a strong voice in that locker room. And I feel like Miami, they have a lot of talent, but, like, he's kind of the engine that keeps it going. Almost picked Quinn Snyder as well. He was a candidate last year. and But I just feel like the same reason I wouldn't pick Monty this year is because, like, we already know Utah's good. We already know that, you know, he, he kind of should have won it last year. I'm going to go with Billy Donovan. Yes, yes. Oh, man. I, Let's I go. Thought about <laughs> I'm actually glad someone said that. I, okay. I didn't say it because I don't think they'll finish like a top three seed. Yeah. But no, I, they don't need to. I mean, the Knicks, or the Knicks were four, right? Yeah. Knicks, no, Knicks were five. Four. Oh, no, no. They were four. Because the Lions were five. Yeah, yeah. You're yeah. right. You're right. That's true. But could they finish top four? 
I think that I think that they could. Maybe. I think they could. Top four or five. They could. But to me, I think I, I just like what Chicago's doing. Yes. Like obviously they did acquire a lot of talent this offseason. And I think Billy Donovan's always been a pretty good coach. I think the only reason it didn't work out with OKC was just because the timelines didn't match. Mm-hmm. I don't think it, it was because Billy Donovan didn't want to coach a tanking team, which makes sense. You know, yeah. I don't blame him for that. Um, so they traded into a better – they didn't trade him. You know. He went to Chicago, which was a better situation. And I think, I think that a lot of players on that team are going to make a big leap. And I think they're going to be a pretty good team. Hopefully top four. Like I would love to see Chicago back up there, like with home home court advantage. But I I think that even if they don't reach top four, I think Billy Donovan is still a pretty good pick because I think the Bulls are just gonna look a lot better. And frankly, the only reason I wouldn't have them top four is not because the Bulls are bad, but because there's just a lot of good teams. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So yeah. I like that. That's pick. why I got Billy Donovan. It it kind of sucks with pick. Coach of the Year because it's very record dependent. It makes sense because obviously I feel like the coach has kind of the broadest control of the team in most cases. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. you know, I, I do think Billy Dobbins is kind of more of a sleeper pick. But I think usually with coach of the year, it's usually a team that wasn't good the year before and then they made a yeah. Yeah. Or not, not necessarily not necessarily team. like bad before, but like, but just like, it, like, like, like there's a lot of improvement is usually how it works. Yeah, and then if so there's not one of those teams, then it's it's usually just like the top team in the in the NBA. Yeah, it's yeah. It's, it's usually those. So yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, Mike, I I, I really like that pick just because uh, I think like how I said with Eric Spolster with bursting out the gate, you can have the same thing with the Bulls. Yeah. So like I, I do like that. I respect that pick because it follows a lot of the ideology that I had going into my pick. And you so know, with all these awards, pick. it does kind of suck. Because I feel like whoever hops out the gate is kind of the favorite for the year. Yeah. That's just, that's how it works, which I don't like. I'm not a fan of it. But I feel like that's just what it is. You have to start whoever's out the MVP, Yeah, whoever's the MVP candidate, like, a month from now. Which I don't like picking an MVP a month from now. But, you know, they're probably going to be the favorite for the rest of the year. Sure. So, you know. um, so, yeah. I was, oh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. You, you know that I, I definitely thought of Billy Donovan. I, I, yeah. I thought you were going to say Billy Donovan. Yeah, I, I thought you were going to love. I was like, Billy I hope he doesn't say that. Yeah, he's, he's my homie, <laughs> but I, I had to give the edge to to Spolstra, but yeah. That's reasonable. Anyways, um, right. do we want to do most most, most improved. improved? Yeah, let's do it. <clears throat> I think no one I might have the same most improved. <laughs> really? I have a really good I mean, if I mean, if any, if your last, if our last podcast was any indication, I <laughs> oh, think then, the same then yes, we do. Yeah, we do. Michael Porter Jr. Yep, Michael Porter Jr. Yeah. Okay, you guys talk about Michael Porter Jr. Michael didn't have Michael yeah. Porter Jr. I didn't have Michael Porter. You're you're sleeping on my boy. Hey, it's not that. It's not that. All right. All right. You guys go ahead. <laughs> Here's the thing, Michael Porter Jr. <laughs> I'm predicting right now, twenty five point per game score. Okay, actually, I take that back. 20 point per game score. Yeah. <laughs> 25 is a lot. 25 is a lot. Hey, but it, He's going to average like 75 points per game. <laughs> hey, but if he does average 25, <clears throat> I called it. Um, no, no, no. Okay, 20, 20 point per game score, 50, 40, 90 club. Um, it, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. I don't think it's that crazy. It's just a little bold. No, no, like, I'm, I'm not, not hating. I don't even, I'm not I don't even think it's that bold. 
because if you check his if you check his shooting splits, he's near 50-40-90 already. And the dude's like he can only go up. Yeah, he can I mean, I that's how I think of it. He's he's only yeah. going to go up. He's going to get a lot more touches this year. He's going to be the second option for sure. Um and I don't know. I just love the way he can create his own shot. Uh, as well as he can be like it's just a spot up shooter as well, if Jokic kicks it out or something like that. Um, yeah, I I think uh, it's just I it's hard for me to not choose him. I just think he's such a prolific yeah. scorer. The one thing I would like to see is better defense. Um, but we all know most improved and like MVP and stuff like that. It hardly ever accounts for defense. And by hardly, I mean yeah. never. It's never about defense. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, he he's my he's mine. Twenty point for game score, yeah. fifty, forty, ninety. Right, now, calling it. Okay. To to go with you because I I also have Michael Ford Jr. I think that he's in the perfect situation with the combination with where he because obviously most improved is making a big leap, and I think he's in a good situation to make the big leap with his potential to be a great player. He's has great potential. He showed out in clutch situations for the Nuggets last year. And with Jamal Murray still being out, they're going to need him. And then also with the increased volume that he's going to be used at. Like you say, he's going to be probably the second option. He's going to get so many more touches. He's going to be making a lot more plays for the uh, Nuggets. So I think those two things combined is going to set the stage for him to be uh, the most improved player. Dude, you guys are sleeping. Like a lot like what you said. You guys are sleeping. Guess Okay, guess what his shooting splits were last year. Okay. What? I'm not going to guess. All right, <laughs> that's fine. 54% from the field. 44, 45% from three. And then 79% from free throw. But if his usage goes up, yeah, that's what those I was numbers will probably go down. Goes up those numbers yeah, they can, those are good numbers. They can go down, but fifty-four percent and then forty-five percent from three, like they go down. What a couple percentage? I don't know. I and then he averaged nineteen points per game last season. His usage obviously wasn't super high. Let's see. Well, how many three-pointers per game? Yeah. That's, that's a basic. So, too. oh, wow. He actually had a higher usage rate in 2019, which that's kind of weird. Oh. Um, How many three-pointers did he attempt this last season? Like, per game. Six. Per game. Okay, that's not bad. That's, not bad. That, that's almost three a game. That's pretty yeah, he, he averaged 2.8 a game. So, yeah. I, that's why I'm saying, man, like, I... He, he was already almost 50-40-90, 19 points average last year. His usage is going to go up, but because of how efficient he is, I just, I don't know. Yeah. I, I think that, uh, I think yeah. he'll be fine with it, honestly. Because he already I doesn't play say, defense, so, you know, all offense, maybe. <laughs> I will say, I think, if I were a betting man, he'd probably be the favorite, right? Like, I, yeah. I think he'd be the favorite. Probably. Just because just he's got a lot of hype going into the season. He's got a big contract extension and stuff like that. So I, I don't hate the pick. I don't hate the pick. Yeah. But you know what I had you guys are gonna call me a huge homer, but I don't care. I got Lonzo Ball oh. Oh. player of the year. Right? Hey, actually this, I like that oh, pick, low key. Man. I like Listen, it. Listen man, this this guy he's been going off this preseason, it's a new situation. He's got you know, we just hyped up the Bulls a ton. Mm-hmm. I think 
I think he's going to be just really good at distributing the ball and shooting threes. And I'm not even going to mention defense, but, you know, his defense is pretty good for a guard. And if you factor that into most improved player, which I know not everybody does, I think that's still going to be a big deal for him. So I think I think Lonzo's going to have a pretty good breakout year. We saw a lot of flashes last year, and in this preseason, he's just looked really good. He's been doing really good this preseason. He's looking like UCLA Lonzo, you know. Yeah. So I had to pick the homeboy. Also, you know, the last two that have won most improved player have also been, you know, ex Lakers with. <laughs> and uh, Julius Randle. Okay. So yeah. I hope that keeps going. Okay. But even you know, even without that, even without that, I do think Lonzo Ball is definitely worthy of consideration for most yeah. improved Bro, player. I, I was so distracted by like the homer tendencies that I didn't even <laughs> that I didn't even think about like the pick of, in itself. But it's a it's a good pick. I can see Lonzo doing that. I think it's more I mean, of a sleeper. Like I I do think that Michael Porter Jr. probably has a better chance to win it. But so Lonzo Ball is kind of more. Of a yeah, sleeper. I think I think Lonzo will make big improvements and he'll be a, an improved player. And he'll be a great player. Maybe not a great player, but he'll be like a very solid player. But I just think Michael Porter Jr. has the higher ceiling for okay. most improved players. So, so that that's a good pick, Lonzo, Michael. Yeah. It's a good pick. My only knock against it is Michael Porter Jr. is about to be the second option. His usage rate is about to go up exponentially, right? Um, yeah. Well, maybe not even that much higher because it's already at 22%. But um, Lonzo Ball, he's going to be what? The fourth option, like the third, fourth maybe because behind because you have Zach Levine, behind Zach Levine, Vucevic, Demar Derozan, so he's already yeah. fourth. I forgot their uh, oh Pat Patrick Williams, but I don't think Patrick Williams yeah. is going to take many shots from no. him. Yeah. Um, but he, so he's going to be fourth or fifth option on offense. Okay. So I think that's fair so his, his scoring isn't going to go up. I think I think his his shooting is going to be really good this year. Um, just with like the kickouts, I think he's gonna be a good you know spot up shooter for the team because that's one thing Zach Levine hasn't had ever on his team is someone that he can you know because Zach Levine creates his own shots of course he can get to the bucket yeah. almost anybody, um but he hasn't had someone to kick the ball out to I think Lonzo is gonna be that guy this year, um same you know for Vucevic as well Vucevic can back someone down and you know draw a double team or something but um. But I don't because his usage is gonna go down. Um, well, I mean, well, I don't know if it'll go down because he was, cause because he was he, in New I mean, Orleans, right? So behind Brandon yeah. Ingram and Zion, Zion. But I either way, I don't think he's gonna have a big enough role to make him be the the most improved player. I but I I, 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 I do like his role. I think he's gonna be a better player this year, but not yeah, not most yeah. improved. Listen, bro, my coach of the year, Billy Donovan, is going to make sure Lonzo Ball improves enough Got it. to be most improved player. Yeah, honestly. Michael's a Chicago fan now. We, we, he, we, he, last podcast, he denounced the Lakers, so now he's a Chicago fan. <laughs> That's true. Hey, hey, if I had to pick an East team right now that I'm rooting for this year, it's got to be Chicago. All right, they got Lonzo and they got Caruso. That's all I need to know, baby. Yeah. yeah like, no, <laughs> that's just what it is. Honestly, I'm probably. What East team would I root for? I don't know. I'd, I'd, I'd say probably Heat, Heat or Bulls. I'd, yeah, Heat. I'd say, I think I'd probably root for the Heat, but okay. Bulls are a close second. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah, that was all That was all I had. You guys got anything yeah, else? Yeah, I think, 
I think we're good to go. So there's our list. So if you recall, we picked our MVPs, our coach of the years, defensive player of the year, rookie of the year, sixth man of the year, and most improved player. Had a lot of fun doing it. Uh, you know, a lot, probably a lot of these will change as soon as the season starts because <laughs> it's just, it, not mine. All these things are not mine. Mine, <laughs> mine are locked in. No one's the writer down. Well, no, our, we're locked in, but like, I feel like a lot of them probably, you know, won't come true because we did try to go for some interesting picks here and there. And it's just, it's really volatile. Yeah, like they, these things change a lot, and the difference between a lot of these players are still like pretty small. So yeah, you know. yeah, one injury to ruin our <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Whoa, 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 so whoa. we're not we're not trying to get anyone injured. Not, yeah, yeah. Right. we don't bless, talk, we don't talk about knees, injuries bless, here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bless the knees. Uh, but yeah, I, I do like our picks. I thought they were pretty unique. You guys surprised me a little bit. So yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Um, well, Michael. Take us out. All right, so we'll wrap it up. So uh, thank you all for tuning in. This was episode 22. Hopefully Alex will be back next week. So, you know, he probably would have had some interesting picks as well. Maybe. He definitely would have. Maybe, yeah. Just so you guys know, this is is like a a bonus for everyone who listened to the podcast all the way through. (laughs) Alex's MVP sleeper pick was Trey Young. Trey Young. Oh, yeah. Dude's wild. (laughs) He's wild. Look, I, I don't hate it. I don't hate I, it. Because I hate you, it. If you could say, listen, I, yeah. if you could say Luka can be MVP, I think Trey can also be MVP. Because to me, You'd have Luka to average and Trey like 40 right points now, a game. I, I don't know. To me, Luka and Trey are, are pretty close right now. Like, ooh, just levels. Like, I'm thinking Luka is going to end up being the better player, right? But, like, as of right now, if we're going just from what they've accomplished, I don't think it's crazy to think that Trey is on a similar level. And that he can win MVP right now. Because he definitely has the opportunities to do it. The new rule changes with the whole... Yeah, we'll see how that one goes. But hey, today. Luka also benefited a ton from he did. those rules. He did. Before. I mean, he did, but like not like... Trey Young was up there. I don't know. Trey Young and... They're, yeah. To me, they were the worst. Right? They? they were not James worst. Harden? Yeah, James, no, James Harden was worse. when he was on Houston, but now that he's on Brooklyn, he doesn't really do it that much. He doesn't really Steph, try to Steph Curry. Yeah, there's there's a long list, but we're getting off topic. <laughs> All right, so yeah, we're wrapping it up. Make sure to follow us at Wallspot Podcast on Instagram, just so you can stay up to date with everything that's going on. And on YouTube, really think. Yeah, subscribe on YouTube. on YouTube. We're really thankful for all of our audience and for everyone tuning in, and we're really glad to be doing this again. So we'll see you all next week. All right, peace. Peace out, guys. Shout out to my boy, Bridger, if you're listening. (laughs) Peace out.